out of the evangelism boot camp in Orlando, Florida, is going to come and preach the simple gospel to you. And we want the gospel to just go forth. It's the power of God unto salvation. So come on up, Evangelist Joe, and preach the gospel to us. Let's welcome Evangelist Joe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Amen. Hey, I like to test the mics a little bit. So if you can thank you so much, Pastor Ricky, for being for letting me be here this morning. It's such an honor and a privilege to come back to New Day, my home church here. Welcome everyone online and everyone here. We're so glad you're here this morning. So glad to be here. Such an honor. If you can hear me in the back of your living room, just wave your hand, wave your hand. If you can hear me in the back of the room, wave your hand. If you can hear me over here on the left, wave your hand. Give me a little wave, a little wave of your hand. If you can hear me on the right, wave your hand, wave your hand. Awesome, awesome. I'm so glad the mics are working this morning. Praise God for that. Amen. There's lots of things to be thankful for in this time. And one of the things that I, I think I'm most thankful for is the blood of Jesus. Amen. The blood of Jesus is powerful. The blood of Jesus is mighty. The blood of Jesus has so much power, but the blood of Jesus must be applied. The blood of Jesus must be applied. If you open up your Bibles this morning to Genesis chapter 3, I've got a lot of scripture here. We're going to kind of go around back and forth here between a couple different scripture verses, but uh I'll try to give you them as best I can. We're just going to get right into it, get right into the Word of God. And I want to talk this morning about the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is powerful, and it must be applied. Genesis 3.15, it says this, and it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, and she will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. The first mention of blood, um, the King James oftentimes says, you will bruise his heel. The first mention of blood in the Bible is right here in Genesis 3.15, and it's prophesying that Jesus will come and he will crush the head of the serpent, but the serpent will bruise his heel. It's so interesting to me that the first mention of blood, right? A bruise is when you bleed inside. And the first mention of blood in the Bible is prophesying Jesus destroying the works of the devil. The blood of Jesus is powerful. In Genesis 3, 21 and 22, the Bible says that God made the garment of skin for Adam and for his wife and clothed them. And the Lord said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil, and he must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life, lest he enter in and live forever. The second mention of the shedding of blood is here in uh, Genesis 3 and 22. 1 and 22 where God slays the first animal. God does the first animal sacrifice and he makes clothes for Adam and for Eve. And I also find that interesting that that's kind of a a prophecy about Jesus of Jesus when he shed his blood he would clothe us with righteousness. He would take away all our sin and he would clothe us with righteousness from on high. Um God killed the first animal, and we believe, some believe it was a lamb, and it's foreshadowing the blood of Jesus, because the blood of Jesus is powerful, and it covers each and every one of us. I love that you can see here that God set forth a plan from the beginning to come in. I want to show you one more Old Testament scripture that really blows my mind that's really great in Leviticus chapter 14, and we'll start in verse 1 through 7, Leviticus Chapter 14, and we'll start in verse 1 and go all the way to verse 7. It says this, it says, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. Wait, sorry, that's not right. Leviticus 14, 1 and 7, I'll read on the screen. The Lord said to Moses, 
These are the regulations for any diseased person at the time of their ceremonial cleansing when they were brought to the priest. The priest is to go outside the camp and examine them. If they have been healed of their defiling skin disease, the leper, the priest shall order that the two, that two live birds and some cedar wood, some scarlet yarn, and some hyssop are brought to the person to be cleansed. Then the priest shall order that the bird, one bird, to be killed over fresh water in a clay pot. I want you to get a hold of this for a minute. The fresh, the one bird would be killed inside the clay pot as fresh water is flowing in it. So what's going to flow in that liquid? Blood and water. Blood and water are going to flow with the cedar wood. Come on, the cedar wood, the cross. Right, the scarlet yarn for the blood of Jesus, and the hyssop, right, the sweet fragrance and aroma of peace that he brings. So it's prophesying about Jesus. We'll keep going to verse 7. Then the priest shall order that one of the birds be killed. He is then to take the live bird and dip it together with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop into the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. Then seven times he shall sprinkle the one to be cleansed of the defiling disease. Seven, the number of God, God's perfect completion. Seven, be cleansed. Cleanse of the defiling disease, and then pronounce them clean. After that, he is to release the live bird in the open field. Then I want to fast forward a little bit into, into um, Mark one forty through 44. And I want to show you this. We're going to just show this video clip. I want to show you guys this quick video clip, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. The blood of Jesus is powerful. Show that video.